This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Packet8.net toll-free line for you. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and as always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. That is, once again, freetalklive.com. You know, I didn't want to start with this, Mark, because we were supposed to have a guest. But last week, I mean, this is like almost a repeat of last week's show at this point. Really? As far as the type of stuff that's in the news... The top story in the news right now, the headlines at ABC News and Drudge Report all over the place. Last week, it was Anna Nicole Smith, and that's actually still in the news. I'm looking at the ABC News. They've got the, the little, uh, they've got their top five stories in this sort of flashy little application that sort of flashes one story up, and then it'll flash another one up. And, of course, Anna Nicole Smith still in there. I mean, it's been, what, two weeks now? I don't know. Since it could have been two weeks now. It's been almost, I think it's been, it's at least been a week, because we talked about it a week ago. Yeah. And at that point, it had been a, a handful of days at least. But now, it's not so much Anna Nicole that's the top story in the news, but Britney Spears. Britney Spears is a musical genius. <laughs> well, now, apparently, she's a fashion genius. Well, <laughs> she has, uh, the big news, in case you haven't heard, is Britney Spears has shaved her head. Hot damn. Um, but this is what is leading the news, Mark. You, you know, Drudge I understand. Report, I understand story. where you're coming from, but um, it's it's a total. It's not the same thing. Britney Spears it is, is the same thing. Reinventing same? herself like her idol Madonna, um, and I think that it's probably it, in all likelihood she can pull this off as a coup. She can make herself into something exciting and new by doing this. Did Madonna ever shave her head? No, but she did a lot of other crazy things. Okay, so. Um, you know, and Britney's got a nice head. You know, it's it's a nice looking head. When did Madonna have her first kid? I don't think 90s. it was as early as uh, no. I mean, how old was she? Uh, no, she definitely wasn't. I don't think it was as early as Britney. No. So anyway, not certainly that, uh, Madonna- not that I want to talk about this. I just find it amazing that here we are again, Mark. There's always going to be pablum for the masses um, on these these it's things. Just it's just incredible to me. I know it's not news, but it is the top story. On the Drudge Report right now, there's a huge picture of her shaving her head. You know what I really want to know, though, is considering what will really be uh, the what will really be telling as far as how influential Britney Spears is these days, how her where her career is at, is how many little girls in America are going to want to go out and have their head shaved this week. Oh boy, what do you think? Do you think that I hadn't uh, thought about that? Those of you out there with daughters. Who are uh, Britney Spears fanatics, followers, fans? How many of your daughters do you think would actually consider shaving their head because Britney did? I don't, you know, I don't think that she's the uh, icon that she once was. She wasn't at certainly not what she once was, but she certainly still has a following. People are obviously paying attention. They, I, they're definitely paying attention, but nobody, people aren't considering her their hero like they they once did. I would, mm-hmm. I would think. It's just it's just a guess. I, I'm certainly not plugged in when it comes to the uh, the E channel or anything like that. But you know the the people that liked her a couple of years ago, she's lost have, all her mystique. Have grown grown up a bit, and they're on to something new that they could care about more, and that would be less true. likely to be um, in the age group that would be um, interested. The age and group that would be interested and would shave their head, I would think, because she did, doesn't care about Britney Spears. Right, and she satisfied all the horny old guys, too, at this point. I mean, I, I'm she, not satisfied. She doesn't have the mystique anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's all gone ever since she got out of that car uh, showing off her uh, private areas uh, she to just the paparazzi. To, she just has to, uh, uh, you know, get back up on stage and shake it a little bit. But she can't. She, that's, it's done. It's over. She's had two kids. She's shown off all of her private parts. And now she's shaved her head. It's I, done. No, I, I, I disagree. You think she can bounce back from this? Absolutely. I think that she is bouncing back. 1-800-259-9231. There's no question that I have to ask about this. I just think it's amazing that here we are again starting another Saturday show, and all of the news is focused on this pop culture garbage. And now I know there are other things going on in the world, and we're certainly going to talk about that, but it's just so tiring to me. All of this crap. That's what it is to me. Just utter crap. Well, let's go on to something that counts. All right. Well, what do you have, Mark? Well, Batman I've... or hubcaps? Take your pick. <laughs> I like hubcaps. Um, a little bit of work done from a, uh, by a listener here. New York State bill would ban spinners. New York State is taking, a fre- is taking fresh legal steps to ban spinning hubcaps and wheels. Now, you've seen these things, right? Yes, they're very eye-catching. They are very eye-catching. Um, they, you know, the, I guess the young people, um, it's more of an urban thing to have these uh, big, expensive spinning uh, rims. And then there's uh, the little, inexpensive spinning hubcaps that yeah. uh, you can get otherwise. <laughs> and you know they're kind of neat. Uh, the, the the vehicle rolls along the hubcap. The the centerpiece they, they doesn't still, spin. Right. Um, and then when you stop, the the centerpiece does Moves. spin. It absorbs the momentum. It's pretty cool. So anyway, Bill number sixteen forty is presently being considered by the Senate Transportation Committee and would make such wheels illegal statewide in New York. The bill Why? was introduced previously, but is now gaining traction under being um, reintroduced by State Senator John Sabini. The measure would fine vehicle owners up to seven hundred and fifty dollars. For a violation. Wow. The folks at the uh, SEMA who mobilize and lobby on behalf of automotive enthusiasts when it comes to such legal measures are um, urging opposition to the measure on the grounds the wheels are not prohibited. Car clubs unite, man. Under federal law, and uh, not that that matters, um, and, and, uh, are there, nor are there any conclusive studies that indicate the spinners pose a safety risk at all. What so do you what think? is the, uh, the allegation here? Well, the um, why, why, what's the excuse for the law? Actually, the the uh, listener wrote in about that and uh, specifically asked, um, you know, the the good folks at this, uh, you know, the legislate the senator, senator's office, Senator Sabini, mm-hmm. and and uh, basically said, uh, here, let me read it uh, verbatim just to make sure. So you got a response from the senator who sponsored the bill, is what you're saying? Um, the the, the, the listener, to Jane, yes. And, and essentially, what I mean, if you can't pull it up... You, it's right here. It, it says, uh, Jane, hi, I'm reading an article about how Senator Sabini wants to ban spinning hubcaps. Clueless guy. Yes. I was just wondering why. Clueless guy. I think the bill was introduced by Mr. Sabini and his uh, colleagues because of... Is this an aide? Like a Senate yes, aide? I, that, the, the person who answered the phone. Um, because of his colleagues, because of safety concerns. Like, um, what kind? Um, I, probably because other drivers might get distracted by spinning hubcaps. Uh, Jane says, ha ha, what? Clueless guy. I guess that they're concerned that someone will get distracted and cause an accident. Absurd. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Clueless guy. Okay, thanks for calling. Yeah, it is pretty darn stupid. (laughs) It is really dumb. Now, I don't... I think that... I'm kind of of torn on the uh, the spinning hubcaps, the rims. I I kind of think they're sort of cool, but at the same time, I would never put them on my vehicle. They're, They're cool, and they're too flashy for me. Yeah. That, that's that's what I have to say about them. I like them. I think they're neat. I know that uh, they cost a lot of money to put the, that that thing on someone's vehicle. And but well, no, not if you not, bet, not if you buy the hubcaps. 
No, no, the hubcaps are very cheap. Those cost 20 bucks. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're very cheap. <laughs> and they look it. Um, but the, uh, the... You know what I think it is, Mark? I think it's, uh, it's the senator. He wishes he was really cool, like the guys in the car clubs. Like, he thinks he probably envies them for all the ladies they get and their flashy cars and everything. And he just... And he's angry about it, so he wants to pass legislation to ban all their fun. A lot of legislation is anti-fun legislation. Have you noticed that? You know, we don't want you smoking pot. We don't want you with uh, rims on your car. In fact, I would suggest that these, uh, this is legislation that's targeting Hispanics and blacks. Um, it, to some extent, it would be. I, I don't know um, what it's like uh, up here. I've not seen any car clubs you up know, here. but it, You've just pointed out the reason for this legislation. The reason for this legislation is so that you could pull over these people with these spinning um, rims. Ooh, yeah. And then you can Excuse find some over. reason to go through their car and shake them down. Right, because if they've got spinning rims, then they must be uh, smoking pot, right? That, that's exactly the reason for this. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's just an excuse to pull over somebody who is too Hispanics flashy. Hispanics and blacks. Well, I've ne- I mean, that's just who I've seen driving down south. It's all Hispanics within the car clubs with... Uh, with the spinning rims. There's, there's plenty of white people with them, but, you know, they're, they're all flashy. Flashy yeah. is the right term for this. And, um, yeah, that's what it's all about. 800-259-9231. People want to talk about Brittany. We'll get to your calls in moments. 1-800-259-9231. The packet8.net toll-free line for you. Also on the way, Batman has disrupted uh, some government schools somewhere, I think, right? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that story and your calls about whatever you want to talk about. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. And do you have the spinners? How do you feel about those as well? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up for the updates. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. It's free, of course. That's updates. Dot freetalklive.com. And what's your liberty uh, your liberty issue? Is it the war on drugs? Well, register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Speakers are to include Jack Cole, the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, and Rob Campia, executive director of the Marijuana Policy Project, as well as New Hampshire residents that are working to end the war on drugs. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum for more information and to get registered. And by the way, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum is next week. So at this time next week, we're going to be broadcasting live from said New Hampshire Liberty Forum. So you really, I can't wait. Yeah, you really need to get registered if you've yet to do it. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. To the phones we go. You take control of the airwaves. Let's talk to Larry in Indiana, listening on WXNT. Hey, Larry. How you doing, boys? Hey, hey. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, you know, this one deal with the uh, these guys just trying to get the, get the uh, spinners off the street. He probably is jealous. He's been watching those videos. He sees the colored boys with... All the nice colored girls and stuff all over him, and he knows he can't have that. Or if he do get it, his wife will uh, divorce him and take his money. It's there all about go. jealousy, huh? It's all about you. You know what jealousy is? That's that 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 it denotes nothing but sex. That's that all that, it that that's originally what I thought, but I'm yeah. leaning more towards that, Mark's suggestion. No, I'm I'm saying sex because there is envy and then there is jealousy. The two terms. Uh, they 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 don't denote the same thing. When you're talking about jealousy, you're talking about something that's des- envy that's derived from a sexual base. 
I see. But uh, anyway, with Britney Spears, she is training a whole new uh, generation of whores is what she's doing. <laughs> now, what do you mean when you say that? Well, what, what, I'm do, what I'm saying is it may be government-inspired that some uh, kid star on, on her last leg have duped out, and she, she knows that she can set a trend for some of her followers by being out there in the public, uh, going loose with men and stuff, and uh, maybe she'll be in an X-rated movie soon. But I, there's no way we can tell that until she does it. I don't but think she's going to be an X-rated well, movie. She She'd be really be uh, blowing her credibility. Has she been then. in Playboy yet? Not yet, but she may very well, she, well do she that. She knows she's going to be there to recover. But remember, Sinead <laughs> O'Connor shaved her head, and that didn't do her any good. But yeah, the but, that, yeah it, but that was that was a decade and a half yeah, ago. Well, now. I, I remember that, but I just thought I'd say it. But I tell you what, Britney Spears and women like her, like Beyonce and all those other girls, you can go down to any town, and there's a, there's a, a place in that town that there's a whore lane. And you'll see more young girls walking the whore lane. I here haven't in Indianapolis. seen. I, you go I don't. Ma- maybe Indy's got younger uh, prostitutes, it's, it's but where where we come from, they're all kind of old. And well, these nasty. girls, what they're doing is they're getting caught up in the dope movement, and then they're getting hooked on crack. Maybe at 15, 16 years. That old. much is true. That's why we need to legalize drugs and prostitution. How do you feel well, about that? Well, we need that? to legalize them both for the bill like cleaner. But I'm just saying, Britney Spears is not what it appears to be. She's her and, her and uh, Paris Hilton and all them, they're working on the white girls to turn them into little stupid tricks. So, wait a minute. Now, wait, so, wait, so wait, you what? can't miss it. Wait, That's what, what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's their nature. They're bringing out... Wait, why, the, why do you separate uh, white girls out from everybody else? What's, well, there, what's with there, that? You know, there, there may be some white girls that are, that are cloistered in their fine homes and stuff, and they don't get to really see what the street is. They see somebody like Paris Hilton or Britney Spears that's already rich are, are, and is going around being loose and being drunkards, and they're going to want to uh, be on the edge like that. And, and, and they're going to the edge because there's nobody there to stop them. Their parents can't stop them from doing it. They'll be arrested. So I don't know. I think it's But how is it some conspiracy? I mean, as opposed it, to. Conspir- hey, listen, it's more than you think a conspiracy. Even rap music is part of the federal government's plan. What? They get, <laughs> you know right, what now they you've do? gone too Here, far. Listen to this one story, and I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> okay, great. Here's what they do. Here's what they do. They'll find a rapper that's maybe down on his luck, and they'll come to him, an agent will come to him. They infiltrate uh, uh, Black Panthers and, and uh, Muslim groups and stuff all the time. So they infiltrate this culture and say, if you can come up the most with the most derogatory lyrics and things, we don't care what kind of music you put it to, as long as you put it out there in a way that it's going to catch on and, and be uh, something that, that, that's going to be derogatory to any person's constitution. So they, so then they, they, then they, reward, then the they reward them like they do Ice-T and uh, yeah, Ice-Cube with uh, movies and uh, yeah, primetime yeah. television shows? And they reward them. The one that can do the worst <laughs> thing to his own people is the one that gets rewarded most. I but see. he really is not being rewarded because when they get through with him, They'll they'll have him taken on out of the picture. Like yeah, like you mean like some of the rap, like some of the rap stars that have been shot and taken yeah, like literally shot taken and out. They've been have other things, and then when it all comes down, how do you know they all ain't this? Got no money. How do you know all this? They ain't got no money. It's easy to see. I, I I study history and I study philosophy. Now now history and philosophy is two different things totally. Philosophy is the language and what actually happened. History is a botch job, and it's mostly slanted toward whoever was in control. True, but the that's philosophers true. like Socrates and Plato, 
they gave an account of what really was going on. But how? But and, what? What gave you the uh, the insight into how the rap music industry is controlled by the government allegedly? Because this is news to me. It, it is controlled by the government. You just look at it. You take one look at that, and which I've studied since it, it came into being. I'm 51 years old, and I studied. And you know, they know the effect that rock and roll had, and what it made people do. It's got a meso- metaphysical appeal to it. So they know if they can capture that <laughs> and control the messages being sent out, they know where they're going to come to Were they also the in, hold now, hold on. Were they also in control of the rock and rollers, or did they just not have control of that and now they want well, to get control? That was a phenomenon. They, they, uh, they did not know how much music could influence and have a derogatory effect on I anybody. See. So the rockers, and everything? The rockers kind of snuck in under the radar yeah. is what you're saying. And they had a chance to study rock and roll and, and, and the demolishment that it done. So and wait, now, have they taken control of the rock, uh, the rock business now as well, well or is it just the rappers? It. They don't need it now because they've got... Uh, they're, they're Keith Richards looks point. like a Hold government on. experiment Now I want to hear what he has to say, Mark. What, what now? They're going to the point of contact with the young, uneducated, and uh, depressed, and sometimes vulnerable mind and they know that if they use these young colored men and women they can do that and they can they can actually they can it's it's pervasive even the the some of the white kids that are getting away you uh will be at hard pressed are you wait hold on a second i gotta know something you use the term colored a few times now anachronistic notes persons of african descent i'm just saying color to shorten it down. You I know, realize so, that so you're. That's what uh, I mean. I realize that you're uh, uh, that you're an older gentleman in your fifties, and so that might be one of the reasons. Like my grandmother <laughs> no, used to I, use that. She used I to use that term. Necessarily go there. I'm just an informed person. She wasn't and, a racist or anything. She no, just but, was old school, and she would use that term. That's I just, right. Color's a good word. But, I wonder how um, um, other black people feel about that term, about the term colored. What's the? This is something we've discussed before. What's the preferred term to refer to? Uh, a, a person of color, a black person, as I've, as I recall, we've asked this on the show before, and they just prefer to be called black people. That's right. That's what I prefer to be called. So you are I a, black a black person. Man. That's, that's what I thought. That's an easy, and that's that's a shortcut. Rather than having all these uh, prefixes and so forth added, you're just a black American. Because it seems to me that not black. every black person is from Africa. I mean, that's just not necessarily no, the case. No, they're not. And and you know, there's so much a deep and rich history of the black man here in America and in other cultures that they had to stop slavery before he took over this country. That's Larry, thank you for the call, about. man. We really appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. There you go. You I take think, control. I think that Keith Richards is, in fact, a government experiment. <laughs> More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition. We're here in the studio live, Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. That's 1-800-259-9231. The pack at 8.net toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Live streams are waiting for you. Free. Broadband version of the show, dial-up version as well, both completely free at freetalklive.com. February's winner of the Lysander Spooner Award, Radicals for Capitalism, a freewheeling history of the modern American libertarian movement by Brian Dougherty, outlines the, both the history of libertarianism 
and its true influence yet to come. Check out this and many other books and videos on Liberty at LFB.com. That's laissez-faire books, LFB.com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, let's talk to Terry in Texas, listening on Radio Free Austin. Hey, Terry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, I don't really have a huge desire to talk about Britney Spears. I'm just talking about you need to get all your facts straight because uh, apparently there's some website out there that caught her in some compromising positions coming out of limousine, and her head's not the only thing I find out that's been shaved. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. I've seen those. I've seen the pictures. Uh, and I think well, I mean, if you're going to go, if you're going to get the full story, you might as well, you know, continue it all out. Get the full, yes. you know, okay. full spectrum yes. of what's Brittany, going on. Brittany showed her uh, her vaginal mm-hmm. area uh, to the world, uh, to the internet, and uh, and I think her career's over at this point. Not that I care. I really don't. But uh, is that what you wanted to share with us? Is the fact that she showed off her hoo ha? Well, you know, I just thought it was kind of funny, but you're, you're right. I mean, as far as, um, my, of course, my opinion doesn't matter for anything. Uh, we're obviously being conditioned by the media to focus in on the aspects of Anna Nicole and do Britney you, Spears and all these things that really Now, you don't. mentioned condition. Uh, do, do you feel like it is a deliberate thing that someone is pulling strings somewhere to say, you know, these should be the top stories because we don't want Americans to uh, awaken from their slumber? Or is it just the, is it just a reflection of the way Americans are? Is it just the, the fact that Americans are just so shallow uh, in regards to what they consider interesting that that's what the news is simply reflecting? I would have to say it's a little legitimate agenda, you know, to keep the focus off uh things that are really salient, you know, like the fact that uh, we're in a fake war and that the 9-11 was an inside job, and now, you can go down the list. I mean, yeah, I mean, some of the conspiracy theories I don't want to get into, but uh, as far as this, the conspiracy of that the, the news is controlled, while it may be true that there are certainly some big conglomerate companies out there, the New York Times, uh, Fox, and all these big companies owned by, a, by owned by a handful of people. Clear Channel. But the question really still comes out, and that is that: Are there programming mandates that come down from the very top? Because you've got individual stations with individual news directors all around the country, and they're all making decisions every single night as to what stories are the top stories, what stories to uh, to put on the news. It's it's very difficult to believe that this could all be orchestrated and controlled. Well, when you find out, when you're figuring out, you you know who butters your bread, uh, you pretty much fall within the guidelines they they have given you, and uh, I mean otherwise there's not a, there's not another reason to explain it. The idea that we you know we're wallowing in such a point that that's the only thing that holds your interest. That seems to be a little bit misguided. Well, I think it does. No, I think it does make sense that what you have is a government school system that has essentially brainwashed people into being just sort of mindless zombies in life. They uh, they go to work, they come home, they watch TV, and they go to work the next day. Uh, and so those are the types of people that find the lives of others interesting because their lives are so droll and boring. So they get into Britney Spears. They get into these Hollywood stars. And so, therefore, that's essentially what people are actually demanding. And so, therefore, the news is responding to that. I find it very difficult to believe that Rupert Murdoch has sent out a memo to all of the Fox News stations saying, if there's ever Hollywood stories, be sure you cover those first. I mean, it, that, that just seems very difficult for me to believe. Uh, the government has definitely built a construct by which this stuff has allowed to fill in the voids. 
And if the government were to build another construct that wouldn't allow, I mean, certainly they're shaping the agenda, and certainly corporate America and the people that uh, run these large media outlets, they're definitely shaping the agenda. They're definitely conditioning. Why, if that's not the case, then why are, why are we not focusing on the things that are so fundamental, the illegal alien situation, the fake war, the incredible debt. I mean, the things that... You know, really I would, that, I would that, say that, that those really are important issues, the foundation but... the of the society, not whether Britney Spears has underwear on or not. How, how about this? Um, I've been doing this show since 2002, and I never have gotten some fat guy in a pinstripe suit and a cigar come up to me and say... Hey, kid, want to make some extra money? Well, to show you how you're really going to get paid in this business, you're going to report what I tell you to report. You know, nobody's ever come up to me, and they don't care. They don't want to write me a check. Yeah, well, you're not in the circles by which you're, you're not. You can say that again. Notice how the media center is all focused uh, as far as when it comes to news. It's all concentrated within New York. Look how the financial centers are all concentrated. But wait, why ignore uh, why ignore radio hosts? I mean, radio hosts have some level of influence. People listen to talk shows. Why uh, why why only deal with uh, television news? Why only control Certainly, that? But not in the preponderance, not in the scale, not in the influence, and not in the level of conditioning that corporate media and the corporate media has and the government has. You are just a gnat's rear end compared to Fox News and Clear Channel. Clear Channel Communication and the rest of the whole things that are, I mean, you're, you're sitting out there with your little uh, ant voice on the microphone. Well, you can say well, we've got ant voices, sir, but we've, we're on over 20 radio stations, um, I mean, essentially as we speak right now. 20 radio stations. Yeah, and wow, in fact, one of those stations is a Clear Channel station. Now, why is it that if Clear Channel's controlled, why is it that the program director of uh, WTKG up in Grand Rapids, which isn't tuning in until next hour, but why is Phil Tower not calling me up saying, hey, you guys need to stay away from topic A, B, and C? and only cover Anna Nicole Smith. I mean, why aren't I getting those signals? The well, reason why is because there is know, no conspiracy. It, it, why, don't you, why, don't you, why don't you turn that on its head and ask yourself, why is it that we're not... Ask yourself, that's not even the issue, that's not even the question to ask. Yes, the question that should be asked is, why aren't we, why isn't the main, mainstream media covering the most important topics of the age. Thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. I think the answer is simple. Uh, The mainstream media believes that uh, what you think is important is not what most people want to hear. They want to see ratings, and uh, ratings are what people are interested in. I've got to say, you know, when the Anna Nicole thing was on and it was fresh, I stopped and looked at a television. Mm. I don't look at televisions. I could care less. So they hooked you. They did hook me for a, a moment. Fact and if is, they're hooking sex me, sells. If they're hooking me, they're hooking other people. Anna Nicole Smith stories allow them to put, as you pointed out last week, allow them to put B-roll footage of uh, of censored versions of her Playboy shoots. Mm-hmm. They allow them to put that sort of thing on television. And, and that, that gives, sells. And then they can take that and turn it into a 30-second promo for the news saying, Tonight at 11, the latest on the Anna Nicole Smith tragedy. You know, or whatever it is that they're they're saying to get right. people to tune in and watch uh, the, the news package when it comes up, and hopefully hold through a break so they can watch a bunch of commercials. I mean, that's what it's all about. The news isn't. A, <laughs> if you've ever watched television news with a critical eye, you can tell that it's not actually about news. What television news is about, and this may be a shocker to you, but it's about getting you to hold through a break. That's mm. what it's all about. Coming up, 
Uh, tonight on uh, News at 11, uh, we're going to have an outrageous story about uh, blah 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 You know, whatever. They'll, they'll have some really hot-sounding story, whether it be about a uh, sexy sort of thing, like Anna Nicole Smith, or some... Uh, just shooting. Some shooting, some outrageous thing that happened, maybe some government uh, screw-up. Don't forget the uh, the uh, crooked uh, car dealer caught on film trying to uh, you know those are great. swindle this uh, young Consumer lady out reporting. of her money. Consumer reporting, and they'll hold it off. They'll hold their sweet segment off until the very end of the show, until the end of the ha- of the half hour news segment or the, the the news show. After you've waited through three commercial breaks, and then all you get is a forty five second package. Yeah. Which has the same B-roll footage that they showed you in the 30-second promo no that they ran here. earlier in the day that you've been waiting for 10 hours for them to put this on the air. And it's always, almost always, a disappointment. Television news is a waste of time. If people are watching television to get their news, they're making a big mistake. It's just, they just want you to see their commercials. And we want you to hear ours. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You take control. Anything goes. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free packet 8.net line. That's 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site there are completely free. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to their sites. We do it for free, though we do ask that in return for the free site and all of the good stuff that we do here on the air, that you vote for the show. If you like Free Talk Live and you're in front of a computer or will be at some point in the near future, head over to vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take you less than a minute. All you need is your email address, and your email address will not be sold. It will not be spammed. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. We need your votes to stay as the number one podcast in the world, which we are currently, which is good for us. This is a record. We've gotten a record number of votes so far this month, Mark. Almost 1,400. That's incredible. That's awesome. But the scary part is we're 45 votes in the lead. So it could could go away. Harry Potter guy. It it could could go, go away in a moment. Right. He could cast some spell, and then we're just... We're out of here, so we need your votes. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Makes a big difference for us and helps attract new people to the show, which, of course, in turn, will help attract new people to the message of freedom and liberty. So vote.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones and talk to Joe listening on WFTL in Florida. Hey, Joe. Hey, how are you? Doing great. What's on your mind, sir? Well, I was just listening uh, you know, to your topic about the, the news and how they report it and and. My wife and I, we have this discussion all the time. We're watching the TV news. Uh, a lot of the news is, is what they're reporting is gossip. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, everybody likes a little gossip. Um, but like you said, like, it's just a business. You know, they want to sell their commercials. I'm a businessman myself. And, sure. And I'm all about making money, but I need I need a lot of good facts. And a little bit of good gossip isn't bad, but not when they just blast me with it and try to hook me in. If you want to give me the news, give me the news. You know, there's, and, and, there's nothing wrong with with entertainment. There's nothing wrong with uh, getting people to hold through a break and watching commercials or listen to commercials. Nothing wrong with all that. It's just masquerading right. as though it's actually news. That's what I have a problem with. Uh, Don't yeah, tell me this is me. news. Yeah, and and a, and a lot of it is is tied in. Like all the media, you know, it's all tied in together. And and a lot of times, what they do is they'll they'll pique your interest with some gossip. So you go on the internet, and all of a sudden you hit all these sites, and then and then it's more advertising. Advertisements. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, that's what it's all about. Uh, it's getting people <laughs> yeah, to see. Yeah, so uh, that's what it's all about. But the news, 
You know, just give me the news and and not so much of the gossip. That that's why I tune in to this radio station. You give me a lot of news, a lot of news, and I can make my own opinions. Now, of course, we don't uh, purport to be a news show here on Free Talk Live, but usually you get the news at the top of the hour. And I think right, you can get. Right. I think you get more news at a top of the hour radio news, six minute radio news, than you do in a half an hour of television news. I really believe that. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know, I'm actually new to listen. I, I'm I'm tuned into eight fifty and and. In, in South Florida, yes, you are. And stay and, tuned uh, right there because there's uh, there's more great talk on the way. Thanks for the I'm call, man. In. Joey, appreciate yeah. hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. You know what I've really been enjoying about uh, our listeners down in uh, in South Florida, WFTL, is we got a lot of new people. Have you noticed this, Mark? A lot of new listeners just tuning in, just finding Free Talk Live and calling. Which is cool. There's a lot of people listening on uh, WFTL. So. Well, but it's cool that new people are tuning in mm-hmm. and calling. Um, because this is the show you can literally take control of and bring up anything. Let's so go. keep listening to 850 WFTL. Yeah, but not everyone's listening to that because we're a national show. Sorry, I just want them to record keep that. Keep listening to whatever station you're listening to. Let's go to Joe. Uh, actually, let's go to Walter in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live listening on Radio Free Austin. Hello, Walter. Yes, sir. How you guys doing? Man? Great. What's Good, on your mind? Oh, uh, the gentleman earlier talking about the the rap industry and uh, control, and actually it all ties into the same thing. You know, I mean, way back since the Middle Ages, the elites, and and way back then that would have been the churches and and different power structures, Mm -hmm. they have always studied how to control the masses through interaction with entertainment. And back then, you know, church was basically entertainment. I mean, in one way or another, everybody had their life touched by the church. And... It has just evolved, and, and people have learned more and more and more about how to control people until up into the 60s. Now, the 60s scared the establishment to death. I mean, when people, when people came out by the hundreds of thousands, it scared the established powers that be to death. Mm. And they took all of these lessons way back from Pavlo's dog and way beyond that on forward, and they don't, like you were talking earlier about, uh, why don't you get a call from this person telling you to promote Brittany or what have you. You see, they, they don't have to micromanage it. They they promote the most dumbed down. We'll take Brittany, for example, just because she's come up. She's a, a you know a, a lovely girl, but a very mediocre talent at best. Yeah. But she's touted to you. Brittany is girls. a musical genius. Oh, come on. Yeah, exactly. She, she's a very mediocre talent. It's, it's all part of the dumbed down mentality. And, uh, well, back in the 60s, I'm, I'm 50, I'm in the age group of the gentleman that called earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, back in the 60s, you know, and I come of age, uh, late 60s, early 70s, uh, we were taught, and it was a fact at the time, that conservatives were the, were the mortal enemy of the people of the United States. And that was the truth. The, at the time, it was conservatives that sent the troops out to beat the people into peace marches. It was conservatives, uh, you know, that was the, the Richard Nixon era. They were all conservatives. Okay. And and by the same token, they in the, <laughs> in the same dumbed down uh, uh, fashion, they taught the conservatives that anybody with long hair was a subversive, an enemy of the people of the United States. They created this little war, and, and the musical industry was on top of it, all of it. So you're saying now, that the, well, let me see if I make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying the uh, the elites, the ones at the the, uh, the ultimate top, uh, they have sort of turned conservatives and liberals against one another and pitted them against one another, so they've been dis- they essentially distracting each other uh, with their silly little arguments? 
course. That's I mean, I mean, all of us that listen to this this type of media are are, are would be basically in agreement to that. You know, it's the Republican Democratic. You know, keep us fighting at our levels and and. Uh, I think a lot you know, of people these days. Want. I think a lot of people these days are getting over the Republican Democrat thing. If you, they certainly are. If you and listen God to talk radio, possible. but if you listen to talk radio, you'd never know it because uh, all the main talk shows, most of them, the you know the big name hosts, they are all so-called conservatives, and they uh, they still hate liberals, and liberals still hate conservatives, and they try to make it look like this is still going on. But the vast majority of America doesn't even vote. I mean, they're so sick and tired of this left-right crap uh they're over it and that's one of the reasons why free talk live this uh a program about liberty and freedom is really starting to take off i think that's because americans and not just talk radio listeners but americans in general are sick and tired of this the same old crap the red team blue team um mentality that uh, that this country's taken on you're you're exactly right and uh you know Shows like yours and Alex and everybody else, they you know they're helping a little bit at a time break through the dumbed down mind control, and and it is mind control. We the same way, and just take Brave New World for example. I mean, the same way that they made the the main character look ridiculous to the general public, uh, you know they it's they run the same game on us today, and it sounds so crazy to believe it. I mean, to actually believe that there is somebody or a group of people or, or an organization that actually conspires to dumb down the public. I mean, they, they put out music. It is a known fact. It is it's a true. Known you know what? It, it, that, that certain kinds I am of not a huge conspiracy theorist. I mean, I'm not all about promoting that stuff. But uh, when it comes to dumbing people down, there are actually quotes, I mean, from Woodrow Wilson, the founders of the government school system, exactly coming right. right out and admitting to it. And thank you for the call, Walter. We really one, appreciate one more, hearing one from you. One more point. Now, one okay, more point. Quick, now, quick. Quick, quick. Uh, if, if anybody out there believes that the election was rigged, when um, when George Bush beat Al Gore. If anybody believes that the election was rigged and you don't believe in conspiracies, think about what that was the foundation of our country, our elections, the foundations of our society was conspired for an election to be stolen. Now, if you believe that, what won't you believe? Think of it that way. If they can do that, everything else is in the bag, guys. Thanks for the call, Walter. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Isn't it Joseph Stalin who said it's those who uh, he who counts the votes that matters? It, you know, it'd be a lot easier, in, in my opinion, to uh, rig a... Le- it would be a lot easier from a moral standpoint to rig an election than it would be to blow up a building full of people. I wasn't even going to talk about that. I, I, well, that, that's sort of the... the Suggestion. He didn't mention that. Well, that's what I felt like. Some go- a caller earlier mentioned that, but he didn't mention that. And I, again, I don't want to promote conspiracy theories, but uh, this isn't a theory. The dumbing down of America is no theory. No. That's a, this is a fact. I mean, this is, uh, there's, there's hard evidence out there from the people who created the government socialistic, communistic school system that we have today. The quotes uh, are many. They are and legion. They're stunning. Uh, they essentially said they wanted to create... A, a dumb class, a class of dum-dums, people who are ignorant, uh, people who would just follow orders, people who would do as they are told, not question the surroundings, not question their situation. And government usually fails at virtually everything it tries, but in this, they've done a fairly good job. More is on the way. Hour two's coming up. You take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. 
For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves as we launch into hour number two of the live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com where all the features are entirely free. That's freetalklive.com. As we go right into the phone calls, because this is a show about your calls, that's why we call it Free Talk Live. Let's go to Rob in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Rob. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I have a question for you, Ian, actually. Um, sure. A few weeks ago, you were talking about the fair tax, and you oh. said how that was a misplaced uh, effort. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. it's a misplaced effort. Mm-hmm, because you said you want to eliminate all uh, government, correct? Well, you know, that'd be nice. I mean, I'd be all right if we could get back to a really, really small, constitutionally-sized government. I'd be okay with that, but then I'd probably keep arguing for even less. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just wondering how you could, uh, you were against the fair tax, but you were uh, also pro-downsized D.C., which in a way is also kind of um, kind of a lateral motion from a change, I mean, it's a little bit positive, but mostly it's uh, moving from the current system to a different system. Well, I don't know, how do you reconcile downsizedc.org is, uh, is an excellent website that allows people to get in touch with their Congress critters and, uh, and promote pro-freedom ideas to these people. Um, I'm, I'm a supporter of incremental change if that's what's on the table. I just simply call for what is, uh, what is the best, in my opinion, for the future of America, and that is getting away from government control and, and getting back to more freedom. You know, I sort of, th- I, I think that, uh, Downsize DC generally takes small government every single time, every single issue, whereas the fair tax, um, proposes to change the tax code and supposedly get rid of the IRS, but then somebody's gonna have to collect these taxes, um, these fair taxes that we're talking about. And they don't propose to do away with the 16th Amendment. So therefore, it could very likely just grow the government and grow the tax base. Yeah, I've never seen Downsize DC actually taking any sidesteps. Uh, they're, they're usually either defending against uh, bigger increases in government or advocating the Read the Bills Act, for instance, which would uh, dramatically decrease the size of government. Rob? Okay, yeah, that, uh, that sounds good. I guess. Very good. Anything else on your mind tonight? Um, um, no, that's it, guys. Thanks for the call. Do appreciate you. it. 800-259-9231. We had Jim Babka on last night uh, from DownsizedDC.org. It's just a great organization. Highly recommend you go and, uh, and check out their website. That's DownsizedDC.org. 1-800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Catherine Johnston. Does that name ring a bell, Mark? Mm, no. Hold okay. on. Yes, it does. Yes, she's, she's the gal dead. That, she's the, the little old lady in Atlanta that got shot with the uh, SWAT team bust in. Correct. She shot three cops uh, before they took her out, and uh, she's dead, unfortunately. And John Sugg over at uh, LouRockle.com and Creative Loafing has a few words to say about it. It says, in the inflammatory ruckus about the Atlanta police killing of an elderly woman, Katherine Johnston, what's overlooked is the backdrop to the tragedy. Cops fired the fatal bullets on November 21st in Johnston's West Atlanta home. But the real culprit is the 36-year-old war on drugs. That war has just as, uh, is just as much a disaster, just as ill-conceived, just as deadly to innocence, and just as big a waste of tons of cash as George Bush's war on terrorism. Both wars fail because they target an enemy that's not there. Terror is a tactic, not a nation or an ideology that can be warred against. In modern terms, terrorism is rooted in disaffected, oppressed people. 
It won't go away until conditions or perceptions change. The drug war is even worse. In targets, or it targets our own people as the enemy, because he's absolutely right about that. The war on drugs is not a war on pot or cocaine or methamphetamine. It's a war against our friends and family members. It's a war against other Americans who happen to enjoy doing drugs. About 1.7 million people are arrested annually in America for narcotics charges. 43% of those are for marijuana. That's about 750,000. A drug far more benevolent than legal alcohol. In America's booming prison industry, 25% of the 2 million-plus inmates are there for drugs, and most of their crimes are nonviolent. In federal lockups, 60% of the prisoners are drug offenders. Now, um, that's just drug offenders. That's not people that have committed offenses in order to get drugs. That's correct. That's not talking about somebody who go- has gone out and robbed a liquor store in order to get enough money to buy some crack. That's another significant like that. percentage. It's a huge number. But just think how many. Just We could empty the jails out if we just legalized Pretty much, things. yeah. But the terror and drug wars make people rich. Bush's obscene demand this month for a $700 billion defense budget won't make us safer, but will allow the military-industrial complex to wallow in, in uh, wealth. Meanwhile, after almost four decades of the war on drugs, federal and state authorities spend about $50 billion a year, a sum that's roughly equal to the profits pocketed by drug dealers. Narco, uh, narco lords' profits rely on a war that keeps their prices high. Meanwhile, massive amounts of scarce public resources are diverted into fighting a war, one that occasionally nails street dealers, but hardly ever attacks the kingpins or the root problems. This is lethal and loathsome. This is a lethal and loathsome symbiosis. That's because um, the kingpins have unfortunately bought off our cops. Um, sure they, they may not have bought them all off, and I'm sure many of them get in the, uh, into policing for good and honest and upright reasons. They bought off the ones that count. When you pay some, uh, you, when, you, when you pay a cop thirty-five thousand dollars a year, and then they, these guys come along with an extra grand or two a month, mm-hmm. just to you know give us a little info look here the other and there, way. look the other way. That's that's a lot of money. Well, Tax Johnst- free grand. Catherine Johnston, the old lady, died because cops were being pushed by the brass to pile up statistics on arrests and warrants. That doesn't excuse the officers involved. They lied to get a no-knock warrant to bust into Johnston's home, of course with guns ablazing, and the innocent woman died defending herself. The officers' careers are finished, and at least some of them deserve jail time. Still, a bigger crime is the propaganda. By the way, the only reason we found out that Catherine Johnston died, or excuse me, not died, but uh, but the, the, these cops lied, was because they killed this woman. If they just busted in, tore up her house... There wasn't any gunplay. They just tore up her house, found out there wasn't any drugs there, left. Of course, they never apologized for tearing up people's houses. But that if they just left, it would have been done and over with, Mm -hmm. and nobody would have ever gotten caught. The final insult to Johnston is uh, actually still a bigger crime is the propaganda by officials claiming that statistics show they're combating the scourge of drugs. Reality check. The numbers show only how we've failed, abysmally failed. The boss cops know this, and in many communities, police officials have come forward and urged an end to the nonsense. They understand what every study shows. Treatment is an infinitely uh, infinitely more effective cure for drugs than incarceration and much cheaper. Not that I support what he's suggesting here. The suggestion, uh, the suggestion is that we should force people into treatment as well. That's While it's a step better than throwing them in a jail cell... We shouldn't be forcing anyone to do anything. Any more than we catch somebody with a beer or a uh, martini and we throw them into treatment. The final insult to Ms. Uh, Ms. Johnston is that her death 
has become a goldmine for political opportunists. Last week, District Attorney Paul Howard in Atlanta, always adept at playing the race card, threw an entire deck onto the table. He announced plans to indict three white officers for murder, burglary, and other crimes. Those aren't the appropriate charges. Manslaughter, where the crime is an unintended death, would be more appropriate. But it makes good headlines for Howard in a black community that sees itself under attack by police. Howard's political gambit has possibly undermined a careful investigation by the FBI by ending plea negotiations with the three cops. But that's irrelevant to the vote-hungry prosecutor. Even worse, the three officers have told the feds that many, many more drug cases were based on evidence obtained by shortcuts such as lying to judges. Howard's theatrics, it's really coming out, isn't it, Mark? Hmm. Howard's theatrics are an attempt to obfuscate his, uh, obfuscate his role in prosecuting those cases. Did his office have knowledge of the cops' tainted investigations? Howard's craven behavior rivals that of police chief Richard Pennington, who doesn't care how much pressure he puts on his officers if it gets him a raise. Indeed, that was exactly the scheme before Johnston Slang interrupted his plans to expand his already bloated pension fund by another $10,000 of taxpayer cash. City Council nixed that scheme after the Johnston slaying, citing statistics on the number of warrants served as a way to grease Pennington's money machine until some officers caved from the stress and broke the law. The rank and file has received only crumbs under the regime of Mayor Shirley, Franklin, and Pennington. The police force is angry from too much work and paltry pay raises. And while the brass touts reports of lower crime rates, those easily manipulated numbers didn't do much for the citizens' perception that Atlanta just isn't a very safe city. Ask police officers, I have, and if they know their name uh, won't get back to Pennington, you know, keep it quiet, they'll tell you that things look bleak on the front lines. One side of insanity is repeating the same mistakes over and over again, hoping a miracle will finally change the outcome. You know, when they say that, that, that it looks bleak, it's because of the drug war. I mean, if you catch a murderer, then you've... You know, you you've stopped some murders. If you catch a car thief, you there's some car thie- cars that won't get stolen out there. If you catch a drug dealer, somebody's just going to step in his place and sell those drugs instead. Those profits are waiting for whoever wants to break the law. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. As always, I invite anybody out there who believes in the war on drugs to please call in and explain to me why it's a good idea. I'd really love to hear from you. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. More about Atlanta and your calls as well on the way. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. That's 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Place to go. Bulletin board system awaits you. Almost 200,000 posts for you to surf around through. Over 1,400 people are interacting. Various different topics, serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, and they do it in a whole new way. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. 6359, do business with businesses that support FTL. We're talking about one of my pet issues, and that is the war on drugs. It's uh, a war that needs to, to end, and it needs to end as soon as possible. People are getting caught in the crossfire. It's not a war on drugs. It's a war on your friends and family members, those of your friends and family members who choose to use drugs instead of uh, drugs that happen to be illegal, instead of, say, having a beer at night. It's a war on those people. And it's absolutely insane 
that we're throwing our friends and family members into prison cells, that we're busting into people's homes in the middle of the night with guns drawn, yelling and screaming and throwing people to the ground, destroying people's property, tearing apart cars, tearing apart people's homes, looking for drugs. It's absolutely nuts what's going on. And John Sugg at Atlanta's Creative Loafing has a few more thoughts on the war on drugs. As he points out, one sign of insanity is repeating the same mistakes, hoping that a miracle will change the outcome. That defines the crazed war on drugs. We wage it because it gives police chiefs a chance to boast about statistics and because it's an incredibly lucrative industry on both sides of the law, meaning the criminals, of course, are making buku bucks because of the profits that are insured by the fact that the drugs are, are illegal. Sure. On the other side of the law, the cops are making buku bucks. Drug dealers aren't making any money on aspirin. Nope. Uh, the cops are uh, making buku bucks because they're getting payoffs from the criminals, and they're also getting big budgets from the, from their government officials. Right. It's just the American people that get it coming and going. Yep. If you get caught with the drugs, you go to jail, and if you don't get do drugs or get caught with them or have them or anything like that, you still have to pay for the war on drugs. And even if you don't do uh, even if you don't do drugs, even if you're not even connected with people that do drugs, that doesn't keep you safe from two elements. It doesn't keep you safe from the element of the crazed crackhead that wants to bust in your window with a machete in his teeth in the middle of the night uh, to try to get uh, cash from you so he can go out and buy another crack rock. It doesn't keep you safe from that. And it also doesn't keep you safe from the police busting into your front door in the middle of the night looking for crack or looking for marijuana or looking for whatever it is that somebody told them was allegedly in your house. Which is, by the way, all they, they both need. happen all the time. Yep. If you need an exclamation mark to the statement, the drug war is insane, here's a dilly. Marijuana is America's top cash crop. According to a study released in December of 2006, about 10,000 tons of marijuana are grown every year, worth almost 36 billion dollars. That dwarfs the $23 billion corn crop or the $18 billion in the annual harvest of soybeans. In Georgia, peanuts are, well, peanuts compared to the evil weed. The only crop that exceeds marijuana's yearly $440 million harvest in Georgia is cotton at $500 million. Pot is the top crop in North and South Carolina. A lot of stoners just live across the border. How about a second, ex uh, second exclamation mark? Just last week, Bush asked for a 31% increase in an annual $100 million advertising campaign to combat drug use amongst youths. Naturally, the agency that produces the ads has close political ties to Bush. With such memorable spots as a stone driver running over a child, the campaign so far has wasted $1.4 billion. Well, if they're going to do ads, I would, I would want them to do it um, against people that are driving and using drugs. Why wasted? Because a study by the Federal General Accounting Office uh, found, that more kids view, uh, found that the more kids viewed the advertising, the more likely they were to use drugs. The General Accounting Office stated, quote, greater exposure to the campaign was associated with weaker anti-drug norms and increases in the perceptions that others use marijuana. Like in Iraq, the ad campaign is a failure, so Bush wants a surge in the war on drugs. And it's that sort of thinking, along with the ambitions of people like Chief Pennington and Howard, that set the stage for the death of Katherine Johnston, who, by the way, didn't have any drugs in her house. 1-800-259-9231. The police kicked in her door at 7 o'clock in the evening. She's an old lady, 90, 80, actually 88 to 90. Nobody was really too sure how old she was. She didn't have any family that could answer any of the questions. An old woman, no family, no husband, 
to speak of, sitting alone in her shanty of a house in uh, you know downtown Atlanta, some really shoddy part of town, living out the remaining years of her life in whatever way she chose. I don't know, maybe she liked to sew. Maybe she liked to watch The Price is Right. I don't know Katherine Johnston, and at this point no one will get the chance to know her because she's dead. And it's all because somebody decided that marijuana was evil. And we can't have pot around here. We can't have cocaine. We can't have these things. We need to pass laws and kick in doors and kill people. Well, because she's better off dead than she was. Oh, wait, no, she wasn't a drug user, was she? You know, they're kicking these doors in, and they're, and they're doing it all the time, um, whether it's for innocent people 40, or guilty 40,000 raids a year. 40,000. What do we... Are, are, do we have fewer drugs? Not a no, not a drop. Fewer. Not a bit. Drugs keep on getting more and more prevalent, not less. We're not winning this war. Not only are we not winning. First of all, you and I aren't fighting it. It's the government that's fighting it. The government isn't winning the war. And secondly, they can't win it. They can't. It's not possible. No. And the reason why, and it doesn't matter if they spend another hundred million dollars on advertising. As we've seen, the kids don't care. They laugh at those commercials. I laughed at them when I was a kid. The kids laugh at the commercials, and the smugglers laugh at, uh, at the idea that they can be stopped. Sure, they stopped 500,000 pounds of marijuana one year and one year alone at the southern border, but that didn't make a dent in the amount of pot coming through. Pittance. Yeah, that's like, you know, a day's worth coming through the border. I don't really know how much comes through on a day, but really, they haven't touched it. They haven't even scratched the surface of the amount of drugs that Americans consume. They can't. They can drive the price up of the drugs, but they can't stop them from coming. Oh, they've drive, driven the price up just fine. That, that's definitely something they've done. Uh, they, I think and when that, they drive the price up, it makes the criminals more desperate and more dangerous. Exactly. The more risky the business is, the more violent criminals decide to get into the business. Well, the more crime you have to commit to get the money to buy the drugs, too. Yep, that's absolutely true. So the, the solution, of course, is simple. And, and people are shocked when they hear these ideas. They say, it can't be that simple. Yeah, it can be that simple. End the war on drugs. Let's make it so people can go and buy the drugs they want to buy at, the, at their corner store, at Walmart, at the CVS pharmacy, Walgreens. Let's make it so people can, can have access to the products that they are looking for in the legal marketplace. What is wrong with that idea? Really, that's what I'd like to hear from you. If you're it is someone, revolutionary. If you're someone who thinks that's a bad idea, I want to hear from you. And Alan in Florida, we're going to get to you next. Your calls as well, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. I'm always looking for a drug warrior. I know you're out there. Come on, defend the status quo. Because if you don't call in, it's just more evidence that... You really don't believe in your positions, do you? Come on, defend yourself. 800-259-9231. This is your show. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Talking about the war on drugs. We're going to be bringing on a special guest here in a few moments. He is a former law enforcement officer 
and uh, he's going to be chiming in on this whole war on drugs thing. But first, we're going to your calls here. Uh, but also, do you have a child in your life, be they son, daughter, or sibling? Give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. So get your, speci- uh, get your special child, A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich, and order it at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's 800-657-5066 or a kid's journey. Dot com. As always, I uh, am coming right out and saying we need to end this insane war on drugs looking for someone who disagrees with me. There must be someone out there listening that thinks the war on drugs is just a peachy keen idea and we should just keep doing it. In fact, we need to increase the funding. I want to hear from someone like that. 800-259-9231. Of course, join us on our website at freetalklive.com where we have the Shrine of Female listeners. Let's go to the phones and talk to Alan in Florida. You're listening on WFTL in South Florida. Hey, Alan. Hi, how you doing? Good, Talking sir. about the utility of drugs, we uh, want to keep drugs from the borders and keep it out of this country. We can't keep drugs out of prisons. Yeah. Prisons are going to 24-7, walk into any federal prison, and you'll smell drugs. That's talking about, when you think about that, it's just a lost cause. It absolutely is, and it's time to, to end it. It's time to fully uh, decriminalize drugs and make it so that people are not going to be afraid that they're going to get thrown into a prison cell when they want to look for help. There's actually a, a lot of people out there that uh, are on drugs and would like to get some help, but they're deathly afraid that somebody's going to snitch them out in the hospital and that they're going to end up in a prison cell. I know you're asking your audience, but can you think of any reason not to do it? Not to legalize drugs? Right. No, I can't. The best thing I can come up with is uh, the, the concerns that people have about uh, people driving while doing drugs. But, but they're doing it already. They're driving while doing drugs already. And the statistics show that when drugs are legal, they're no longer a forbidden fruit, so therefore, actually, usage tends to go down instead of up. a 10-year-old? What's that? Would you sell it to a 10-year-old? Would I sell it to a 10-year-old? No. <laughs> You've made drugs legal now. Would you sell it to a 10-year-old? I don't think we should have ages of uh, of consent like that. I think that uh, each individual store owner should set his or her own policy. If I was running a store, I would not sell uh, heroin to a 10-year-old. However, um, it's again, it's none of the government's business whether I do or not. Thanks for the call, Al. If you're still there. Oh, Heck. thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Patrick in Florida listening on WFTL. Hey, Patrick. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to just make a comment on the uh, situation that uh, with the war on drugs in the United States and other countries around the world. Yes. Uh, what I don't understand is how people think you can legislate morality and get away with it and, and just make a problem like this and, ever, and other vice crimes, you know, just simply go away and disappear and everything will be okay. It's an amazing it's, fantasy, it's, isn't it? It's amazing. I mean, people, you think people would learn from history especially prohibition back in the 1920s when we had gangsters like Al Capone, you know, you, you made, hello, you made alcohol illegal, and look what happened. You had guys with Tommy guns killing people with street sweepers, you know, in Chicago. Yep. And other now cities. you've got Pablo Escobar doing the same thing. It's the same thing. It's exactly it, the same. It, the, the problem is it's, it's a cyclical process, and it's never going to end until people wake up and realize that you can't legislate morality and 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 you know make things certain behaviors that you do not tend to agree with illegal just because you don't agree with it. Yep. What we really need to do is uh, change the hearts and minds of Americans and people around the world to understand that using force on your neighbor to get them to behave in the way that you would like them to be, uh, them to behave is completely uh, it's completely ineffective. It exactly. doesn't work. 
Exactly. Thanks I for, agree. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. When you try to use force on somebody to, to try to get them to behave in the way that you think is best, doesn't matter if you uh, think that they shouldn't be smoking pot or you think they shouldn't be having sex outside of marriage or whatever it is, uh, your moral system that uh, somebody else is, is uh, violating in their own private lives. Those individuals that you try to use force on inevitably are going to do whatever they can to avoid you. They're going to try to avoid the force. They're going to try to get around it. They're going to try to slip through the cracks, uh, cracks, crevices, slip through the fingers. And if they can't, if you've got them cornered, they might fight back. And so that's one of the reasons why uh, that, that, that we've got so much strife in America, because people are persecuted. The drug users in America are a persecuted class of individuals. These are people who go to work, they go to school, they get their jobs done, they go home, and then they want to get high instead of get drunk. And there's nothing wrong with that. They shouldn't be persecuted for it, but now they're afraid to even uh, to, to even talk to certain people about the, about a problem they might have because they're deathly scared of having uh, being thrown in a cold prison cell. Let's go to the phones here and talk to Mark in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, listening on WFTL. Hey, Mark. Hey, good evening. How are you doing tonight? Great. What's on your mind? Listen, we don't have all the answers, but I think that obviously this war is much like other wars where they're not designed to produce a, a win or a loss at the end. It's the process. It's the financial gain for both sides. However, I disagree with your hypothesis in that have you ever personally dealt with somebody on methamphetamine or crack? Personally, uh, no, I've never dealt with them. What do you mean by dealt? Encountered them. Or yeah, I've encountered to... people on crack. I've encountered uh, people on crack, yes. Okay. Do we need that in society? I it's mean, there right now, now sir. It's in not society a... now. I think you could make the argument that methamphetamine and crack would not exist today if it wasn't for the war on drugs. Yes, you could make that argument. Uh, as a matter uh, of fact, so it's actually a it's actually the war on drugs that created those. But may, they may very well have shown up in a uh, you know free and possibly. legal situation. Not likely. I mean, but at least with marijuana or, or even alcohol, for that matter, there are some people that will not get behind a car if they drink for the fear of being arrested for DUI. Okay. So there is, there is some deterrent effect to the laws at some level. Not do, much. Would, now, if, if crack was legal, would you do it? No. Okay, you think that a lot of people would? Do you think they'd get in cars after they did it? How do you know? I, well, I'm just, I, just I, asking we're, you. We're hypothesizing. I mean, I, I, I think I think. You I mean, you can say use. that machetes are legal. Why aren't people running around and whacking people's heads off with them? I mean, I think you would have, I think you would have more use than you have now. And, and the statistics because, because um, the fear because the fear of being caught or being fired or whatever you're dealing with uh, your job or whatever would not exist as it does now. Well, crackheads don't have that fear now, and I don't think that there's I think a I'd large... fire somebody that was uh, on, that worked at my place that I found out did crack. I don't think there's a large do contingent. Crack at home and not at work. I may very well do that. It seems like they're a pretty volatile person. I don't know if I I like that. No, well, I'm saying, but, you, but but you're saying that you fire someone that did crack at home. Well. well with your argument, who cares? They're behind closed doors. They choose to do it. No, 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 no. Uh, my argument only says that I don't want to pay for um, in- incarcerating them, and I don't want to see the uh, deleterious effects of this war on drug drugs. My my argument does not say that I can't make any kind of um, differentiation between people who do it and don't. And if I had somebody who worked for me who got S-faced drunk every single night, then I might just fire them, too. Well, I agree with you. I, I just I agree that the war... Does not work. Right. It's ineffective. I, I, I can see no you. No one can argue that it is. But the problem is, 
Is the other side is the other side of that coin better? We can't have utopia, but we can have something that's better. We can have um, y- yours and my uh, constitutional rights not being eroded every single day because of this war on drugs. We can have. Yeah, but I, I think you're taking some uh, a few examples from around the country and making that problem a lot worse than it really is. Wait, what problem? This erosion, this people breaking down doors, and this. Oh my, oh, my friend, no, 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 we're not. Um, if a cop asked you to search your car, would you let him? No. You wouldn't let him? Okay. Well, surprisingly, but most people do. Um, do you think? Do you think that most? It is true. It is true. We'll talk to Barry Cooper here in moments, and he's a former law, uh, law enforcement officer. He'll tell you that. Um, now. You know the, um, but the question I have, as far as that goes, is: Do you think that that happened, say, before 1960? The cops, uh, you know, look through cars on a regular basis. I think that the reason that they do traffic stops. How many cars do you have in 1960 compared to now? How much drugs do you have in 1960? I'm just asking on 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 a per car basis. The fact is, our freedoms have been eroded as a result of this war on drugs, and it's time to end it. The, the crackheads are already out there smoking crack and driving. That's probably not going to change whether we legalize it or not. The fact is, if it's legal, then the crackheads at least aren't going to be kicking in your windows while you're not home and stealing your stuff or holding your wife up at knife point in order to get cash for more crack because it'll be dirt cheap. More's on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. Tis the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net. Toll free line. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, totally free. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff at store.freetalklive.com. we got Free Talk Live hats, t-shirts, uh, the DVD Classic Archive collector sets there, uh, also the Free Marketeer flag, and free bumper stickers, all there at store.freetalklive.com. That is store.freetalklive.com. And register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum coming up next week. Meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, and many more. The most influential libertarians in America will be there. It's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum for more information. And to get registered, that's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Talking about the war on drugs, the insane war on drugs. And you guys, you're listening to the show, maybe like Mark, our last caller from Florida, you're not so sure about this whole idea of legalizing drugs. It's scary. I mean, as Mark pointed out, there's crackheads out there, and they, he's worried there might be more crackheads if we make crack legal. And then, then what'll happen? They'll get in their cars and drive and stuff. But well, the fact is, the crackheads are there now. The fact is, the crackheads are driving now, and what they're doing is they're going, uh, they're smoking their crack at home. Then they're getting in their cars to drive and buy more crack because, well, they can't actually go to the store and buy a bunch of it all at once uh, for real cheap, which they could do if drugs were legal. Let's go to the phones and talk to somebody who knows, who might be a little bit more of an expert on this, uh, the topic than just a couple talk show hosts. Let's talk to Barry Cooper. He is a former law enforcement officer. He's also the man in charge of NeverGetBusted.com. He's got a, a great DVD out, and we're going to be talking about it. It's called Never, uh, Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted Again. Barry, I believe you are in Texas? Yes, sir. That's right. Barry, it's good to have you on the show. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark, and uh, I know we've been sort of waiting for a little while to bring you on the program, because I wanted to see the DVD before I had you on, and I'm, I'm glad I got the chance to, because uh, it was very entertaining. I, uh, I enjoyed that viewing, and uh, you, by the way, your website is NeverGetBusted.com. 
DVDs.com. But before we get into what your DVD's about, let's talk about you, Barry. Who are you, and uh, why should anybody listen to what you have to say? Well, just like we listened to the soldiers that got back from the Vietnam War, the problems that were there, I was a frontline soldier for eight years in our war on people. It's not a war on drugs, it's a war on people. So I was one of the frontline soldiers. My bosses, uh, during all the interviews, claimed I was one of the best in the nation. I'm not sure if that's true, but if they want to claim that, I'll take it. But yeah, we need to listen to the soldiers that were there kicking in the doors uh, destroying these families behind this unjust war on people. We were talking earlier this hour about the story out of Atlanta. I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, Catherine Johnston, the 88-year-old woman who had her door kicked in and was shot by uh, the raiding police officers, shot and killed over a, uh, over a warrant that they lied to get. Well, let me tell you, uh, it is so. even if we are going to continue this war on drugs, the way we're crashing in doors is totally wrong, and I knew that when I was crashing in the doors. Ten of us men would get together and raid gear, more weapons than we'd ever need, and crash in on a husband and a wife and a couple of kids. Mm. When we could have just waited for the husband to leave for work, yeah. pull him over on a traffic stop, say, okay, you're under arrest, take us to your house, we're going to go search your house. But it's the adrenaline rush and the action junkie behind these narcotics officers, they're not doing it to help our children. They're not doing it because they think it's a good thing. That's a mask they're hiding behind to be cool. I have to say that was uh, that was my favorite, uh, m one of my favorite parts of uh, Never Get Busted Again, the DVD, where you were talking about how uh, you were actually in, in uh, what you did was you went out on the uh, the interstate where you used to uh, to work, essentially, and you showed uh, you showed us how it is that uh, profiling worked, and at that time, you, you said that you were feeling the adrenaline coming up, even though you weren't on the job, even though you weren't, you're no longer a law enforcement and, uh, officer and haven't been for a, a decade or so, you could still feel that adrenaline sort of building up, and that's when you were explaining that, and, and this is something that I've known, because I've talked with former law enforcement officers as well in the past who've, who've essentially told me, yeah, I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I really love the feeling of kicking in a door and, you know, yelling at the top of my lungs or whatever it is it, uh, that happens in those instances. And it's really, it's a sickness, isn't it, Barry? Oh, it is a sickness. In fact, I've talked to a lot of narcotics officers that actually get depressed if they don't get a good bust within a month or so. I mean, come on. We've got, I've, I've uh, used the media to leverage a meeting with the district attorney of my county because there is a canine habitually false alerting up there to gain seizures. Mm. And the guy behind all of this is a volunteer constable. He's not even getting paid to do it. Wow. I know what he's getting paid. He's getting paid. There's nothing like the rush of popping the trunk of a car and having 50 kilos or 50 pounds of marijuana. You're famous for about 15 minutes. You get in the newspapers. You have a big party, and you live off of that high. These interdiction officers are no better than the crackheads themselves. They're just addicted to a lot stronger substance that's called adrenaline. What I found really interesting was that um, it, it, the addiction is very profound, apparently, because uh, you were talking about that when you started in the business, you get adrenaline rush off of writing a ticket. But that changes, doesn't it? Yes, we have to have more and more and more. If I injected any human being with certain amounts of adrenaline every day and all day long, you build a tolerance for that where pretty soon a traffic ticket or a disturbance call no longer gives you that dose that you need. 
So you try to get more dangerous positions, and that's usually crossing over into uh, violating people's Fourth Amendment rights. I walked on the fringes of it for eight years. What I found uh, really, uh, I know, Mark, you watched the video as well. I did watch watched it today. What about the part where uh, Barry was talking about how when he was looking for that rush, he left people unhandcuffed like a Coke dealer or something like that. Just so they'd run or just fight. So they so they increased the chances that something would happen so you could get your rush. That's exactly right. And I'm going to tell you something. The side effects of adrenaline are just as bad, if not worse, than some of the harder drugs that they're out busting. There's a, there's a chemical called anoadrenaline that's a byproduct of adrenaline, and I taught in law enforcement classes to take psyllium to try to eliminate that from your body because if you didn't, you wound up more aggressive, mm-hmm. uh, you were more prone to drink. You know, cops be, become alcoholics at an alarming rate. I they think sure they're do. up there in the and, – and they have horrible family lives, and it's because of this addiction to adrenaline. They're not out there busting these drugs – to help our 10-year-olds on the playground. They're out there doing it for the adrenaline rush. Besides that, nobody's selling drugs to our 10-year-olds. <laughs> they don't have any money. Eight years, 300 felony narcotics arrests, uh, uh, over 500 misdemeanor narcotics arrests. I worked undercover and bought and sold kilos. I've done it all, and I not one time ever arrested a pusher on a playground trying to sell drugs to a 10-year-old. It's a total myth. It is a myth. It's nuts. When was the last time you've even heard of a teenage kid overdosing on one of these illegal substances? It's very rare. What they're overdosing on now is what's in mom's and dad's medicine cabinet. That much is true. And the other point on overdoses, since people are, I mean, we talk about ending the war on drugs all the time on Free Talk Live, but and a lot of people are scared of the idea that people could go and purchase drugs, illegal, what are now illegal drugs, like in a grocery store or something like that. And the thing you have to remember is that uh, when a drug is made in a laboratory under legal controlled conditions with a quality control department uh, <laughs> with labeling on it that says what you're getting, the dosage, uh, dosage you're getting, you've got clean product that's not, be- it's not being manufactured in somebody's back shed with uh, dirty chemicals. I mean, if, if anybody's overdosing on illegal drugs today, it's because the drugs are illegal. <laughs> that's that's well, why they're getting well, you hurt. Made, you, you made the point really well, uh, that other caller that was so nice to call in. Hey, they're getting the crack already. Yep. They're getting the methamphetamine already. They're getting the heroin while it's illegal. If all these substances become legal, I'm not going to start doing them. Just because they're legal does not mean more Americans are going to do these drugs. I'm not interested in doing crank. I don't care how legal it is. I don't care if they give me money to do it. I don't want to get messed up with that stuff. I'm pretty sure most people are that way. In fact, Barry, I want to have you on uh, also in Hour 3. There's a lot to talk about. We've got to talk about your DVD and what you're doing uh, to help end the war on drugs. I think there, there's been some controversy. Uh, we're going to talk about the controversy amongst the uh, the anti-drug war community that has arisen over you and your DVD, and it's it's all very interesting, and I think that they've got you wrong. I think that uh, I think there's a little bit too much paranoia out there about you, Barry, and I want to touch on all of this. So if if you can hang on. Of I'm gonna, course, I'll stay as long as you need me. Great, I'm going to bring you back. Hour number three is on the way. I know we've got Neil in Florida. I want him to hang on patiently because we got more with Barry Cooper. He is the man who is, uh, was in law enforcement for a number of years. He busted hundreds of people for drug possession charges, for drug dealing charges. And at some point, and we're going to talk about this point, at some point he came to the realization that what he was doing is wrong, was wrong, that he was hurting people. 
he was not helping people. And I want to know what led him to that conclusion. I want to know what caused the turnaround for Barry Cooper. Your calls as well, 800-259-9231. If you've got a uh, question for Barry, Hour 3 is on the way. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Kicking off hour number three of the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, though we do have a guest on the line with us right now, and so calls for our guest will be uh, taking preference, of course, at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line. Barry Cooper is uh, back on the line with us here. We actually st- It's a little unusual for us to start an interview right before the hour changes over, so we actually sort of have just started talking to you about the war on drugs, but we haven't really gotten into uh, the meat of why we, ha- why we have you on here tonight, Barry. I mean, obviously, we're going to continue talking about the insane war on drugs, but also I want to talk about your video, uh, the DVD that you've, uh, you've got available at NeverGetBusted.com. It's Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted Again. And uh, what's the purpose of, uh, of your video, Barry? The purpose is to significantly and dramatically reduce the chances of U.S. citizens being locked in a government cage when they have illegal substances in their cars, specifically marijuana. I think, uh, and, and I've actually had the chance, Mark, both Mark and I have had the chance to view the video. I want to go over a few different things about it with you. I've got a bit, I've got a bone to pick with you. I think we're going to agree on 99% of everything we're talking about here tonight, but there's, uh, there's 1% of it that I definitely want to get into with, uh, with you on. But the reason I'm sort of in a rush here is we've already got calls on the line for you, Barry. It's usually, it takes a while when we have, when we have a guest on the phones to actually generate some phone calls for him, but we've got guys waiting very patiently. Before we get to those calls, Let's have a little bit of information from you, Barry, on your history uh, in law enforcement. What, uh, wh- where did you come from? Uh, I started uh, Kilgore Police Academy, wound up dispatching for Gladewater Police Department. Uh, one year later, I moved to Big Sandy Police Department, where we had five miles of highway. I trained my own narcotic detector dog and made over 100 narcotics arrests in two years. And uh, at that time, Permian Basin Drug Task Force in Odessa, Texas, we had jurisdiction in 17 counties. They hired me to work uh, narcotics there, and then I got called back by Gladewater Police Department to come head their uh, narcotics unit, and that's where I ended my career. So you were, uh, you've had quite a, a varied career in uh, the, the, the drug side of law enforcement. You were one of the best as far as as far as turning over uh, arrests, and that's why you were hired. Um, and it's a, it's a sad career because you put a lot of people in prison that, uh, as, you, as you put it in your video, Never Get Busted Again, that they were good people. These weren't people that were harming anyone. They just had some drugs on them. That's exactly right. When anytime there's 750,000 people a year arrested just for marijuana, oh. we don't have 750,000 people a year that belong in a cage. Nope. Do the math. It's crazy. I'd go the so legal, far. The legal side effects of what I did 
caused more harm on the person and the families than the side effects of the drugs they were taking. Yeah, it's really amazing. I mean, the, 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 the government, of course, would suggest that uh, somehow kids who have parents that smoke pot are better off with their parents sitting in a jail cell. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what's been going on here. Barry, we're going to talk more about the video, your history, and I want to find out what turned you around. What uh, was the element? What was it, what was it that happened uh, that helped you realize that what you were doing was wrong? But first, let's go to the phones and talk to some of these people that want to ask you questions and talk to you. Let's go to Neil in Florida, who is listening on WFTL. Hey, Neil, you're on with Barry Cooper. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Great. Question. Hello, Neil. Hey, how are you, Barry? Doing good, Question. sir. Question for you. Everybody's got opinions, and, and obviously you're entitled to yours, but from what I know of your video, it seems to teach people how to uh, detect things like undercover officers, informants, so on and so forth. Am I mistaken? Yes, you are. Now, uh, I'm going to do a uh, video called Never Get Raided. Uh, it's in production now, and that will teach how to spot undercover officers and informants. But the, the video I've got out now, no, sir, that, that's not on there. Okay. Well, here, here's the problem that I have, Barry, that, that I think is important for these listeners to understand. Number one, you're basically coming on here and saying that cops that work narcotics are bad, that these guys aren't doing it to help society, they're doing it because of adrenaline. And, you know, it, it's nice to have opinions, but to make a blanket statement about law enforcement like that is, is, is horrendous. Well, That's I said most. I said most officers do that for the adrenaline rush, and it's not an opinion. That's what's important. That right. it's not 19, it's it's not 1950 anymore. We're in 2007. In the 1950s, we didn't have the facts and the evidence on this war on drugs, right. and people developed opinions and beliefs. It's 2007, and anybody that researches the facts now, it, I mean, anybody that researches the evidence. Now it turns into a fact. These aren't my opinions. These aren't my beliefs. These are the. Tr this is the truth. And a right, quick question for you, but, Neil. But, but now you. But, but now you're going to turn around and put a video out that, in essence, could endanger cops' lives. Okay. Well, cops why are, are the cops? Hold on. Our lives. I, I, let me. I'm, uh, let me jump in here. Why are the cops' lives so much more valuable than the people who exactly, they're putting in jail? Exactly. Exactly. Listen. Here's the facts. If you do your research, here's a guy that made 200 arrests in two years. That's four months. That's one a week. That's hardly a top cop in the North. In the, in the 800 North arrests. Field. He made more than uh, more than 200 arrests. But are you a law enforcement officer, Neil? Pardon me? Are you a Leo? I most certainly am. You are a Leo. Okay, so you're a drug warrior, Leo. So you're you're actually telling us that... No. Uh, you're Here's a guy that, that, that was a cop for eight years who, who went to sell cars, who became a preacher, and now he's selling videos. I mean, come on. Well, now real. you're just attacking me. There's nothing wrong with me selling cars. That's legal. There's nothing wrong with selling a, a DVD. There that, and, there's nothing wrong, and, there's, and there's nothing wrong with good cops that are out trying to do their job. They're not doing good, though. They're okay. putting innocent okay. people in prison cells, Neil. They're That's throwing right. people in the clink for having a, a, pl a piece of plant in a baggie. That's insanity, right, so, sir. So if someone does a search warrant on a house, and inside that house is a gang who's trafficking in narcotics who are responsible for murders. And they recover lots of drugs. They recover lots of weapons that were on the street. That's not doing any good, right? No, those gangs wouldn't have to be there if the drugs were right. legal. They wouldn't have the guns to protect their staff. Right. How many, how many gangs are selling aspirin, Neil? Right. So in other words, you guys would rather go down to the, the city park with your children and have a guy on the bench next to you doing dope. They're Neil. already there doing it. Right. Well, well, in most city parks, it's against the law to drink, sir. It's going to make it a lot better. 
The problem <laughs> is there, there are people like you, Cooper, who are trying to capitalize on something that is absolutely ridiculous. The problem well, is, Neil... Well, it's, not ridi it's ridiculous that you're not researching the facts and the evidence, and you, you're, I can look you're at doing your history. just like I did. I can, look at, I can look at your history that's available and see what your credibility we're not talking is. About, uh, we're not talking about Barry's history, uh, and Barry's plenty credible. We're talking about the war on drugs and what's wrong with it. The, Listen, oh, look. Oh, sir, what's your name? Sir, what's your name? a video out showing sir. people how to... Sir, what's your name? It's Neil. Neil. Uh, okay, Neil, hey, Neil listen real quick. Neil, the first thing you will learn, you, a debate class would be really good for you in college because it teaches you to research your own evidence. And one of the first things I learned in debate class is when the other party begins assassinating your character, that means they're losing the debate. We're trying to be logical. We're trying well, to be when reasonable. If you'll when put your emotions sure, aside. Sure, I understand that. But when you're trying to push your views based on your espoused history and what you you claim to have done in law enforcement, then no, that's they're an not issue. claims. See, there's another attack. Every, listen, the federal government has investigated me and the news media has investigated me enough. Now the truth is out there. I am who I say I am. That's old what? news. No one's saying it's that your name's not. What do you Cooper, got, Neil? Do you have actually anything about the war on drugs? You're just going to hear. You're just going to keep attacking Barry's character because, as Barry yeah. pointed out, it's a, it's perfect evidence that you got nothing if you're just attacking his character. No, because what Barry would rather do is come on here and say that cops are bad. Number one, he didn't say that. Oh, he, he said that cops get adrenaline rushes off of kicking in doors. He oh, didn't say cops thing. are bad. They're, uh, cops get into the business because they usually want to help people. Then they find out that they get a rush off of busting people. You know, and Ian, they, it's Ian and I were sitting in the was, room when a Delta Task Force was, officer no, said exactly the same thing to me. What he said was that they're not in it to help the people. They're not in it to help those families. That's what he said. And that's, that's true. true. I've that talked to true. other cops. Listen, I taught, I've taught over a thousand law enforcement agents across the state of Texas. By the way, if I weren't credible, they wouldn't have me as an instructor teaching how to catch drugs. Barry, hang on. we got more calls for you. Neil, thanks Thank for the you. call. Appreciate the attempt. 800-259-9231. It's just amazing. Barry's not the first cop, uh, former Leah, a law enforcement officer, that has told me that cops are all about the adrenaline rush. We both heard it together at the same time a former in a recording DEA studio. Agent. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll free line for you, though we would prefer calls for our guest, Barry Cooper. He is a former law enforcement officer for uh, quite, a while, uh, quite a long time. How many years was it, Barry, that you were in law enforcement? Eight years. Eight years in law enforcement. Uh, the vast majority of those, I believe, uh, involved in the narcotics division. And yes. yes, sir. You've now gone into you've been in uh, in the private world for a while, and you've now come out with a brand new DVD. It's Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted Again, and uh, we've had the chance to watch it. I want to jump back in. We're going to get it back into these calls because they're still waiting for you. But I want to talk a little bit more about you, Barry, here in just a moment. But first, does your company have a bunch of unpaid receivables sitting out there? Well, try SACL CAI. They do collections in a whole new way. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. They record every customer interaction so you can check their work. Let SACL CAI handle any or all of your accounts receivable needs. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 
800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. And, of course, you can get our archives online for free. Barry, this archive is going to go up tonight. We're going to have a special. Uh, we're going to cut out your interview, and it's going to be put, uh, put up on the front page of the website so everybody can download it at their convenience. Now, we just got off the phone with uh, Neil in Florida, a law enforcement officer. And, wow, um, you used to be like him, didn't you, Barry? Yes, sir. I was worse than him. Really? <laughs> oh, I was conservative, Mr. Moral. Uh, I had my stuff together, and by golly, if you did marijuana or any of the other three substances, you were the lowest form of life on planet Earth. I believed my teachers. Mm. And they lied, didn't they, the, the teachers? Oh, absolutely they lied. All anybody's got to do is watch uh, Reefer Madness or the shows that are coming out on Discovery Channel about how safe marijuana is. And uh, they'll know you've been lied to. I really believed it was a demon weed. You can't overdose on it. I think you've covered this in your show extensively. But it's a safe plant, and we're still caging Americans because of this safe plant. Even if someone claims that it's not safe, they can't claim that it's anywhere near as dangerous as alcohol, which is legal. Oh, that's exactly right. People overdose on alcohol every night and get crazy and fight with their wives and scream. And I would much rather arrested... Uh, 500 people intoxicated on marijuana than one drunk because the marijuana smoker does not cause you any problems. They're non-combative. It's a great drug to help uh, with aggression. In fact, I really believe this, and I'm not just being funny. I think people on probation for violent crimes or burglaries or things of that nature should be prescribed marijuana and have to take it instead of going to jail for peeing dirty for marijuana. I've heard a correctional officer say that he, he wishes that they gave out a uh, stipend of marijuana to all the inmates. Absolutely. If the people in prisons had to smoke marijuana uh, every, every day, you would not have the violence. It is a totally nonviolent drug. In fact, it discourages violence. I wouldn't Alcohol make them do violent. it, but um, I don't think you'd have to convince most of them. <laughs> yeah, what else you got to do, right? Uh, <laughs> So, now, Barry, you were in a narcotics squad. You were just a vehement drug warrior. You believed everything they fed you, and you busted hundreds of people, uh, many of them just for simple possession. Some of them were, dr were drug dealers as well. But uh, most of them, I mean, of the people you busted, how many of them were violent? How many of them were, uh, were dangerous criminals? Well, uh, like I said, for eight years in... And my record is out there. I worked deep undercover and bought and sold kilos of cocaine. In fact, one of my specialties was a reversal where I pose as a drug dealer that has 10 kilos of cocaine, and I lure in 150,000 cash, and we wipe them out for the cash. I never got shot at, not one time. I never got injured in the line of duty. It's actually a whole lot safer than what's being claimed. Hollywood makes narcotics work look dangerous. We have the element of surprise. It's, it's not dangerous like they say. In fact, uh, the statistics are out. It's more dangerous to work a traffic accident than to work narcotics because of the road blockage and a lot of cops are Interesting. getting well, that, yeah. now that said, Now, that said, though, to be fair, uh, when it comes to the narcotics world, uh, and I've been, a little, I've been somewhat close to some of it, uh, there are... In the marijuana business, at least, it's pretty safe. Uh, you go to get up into cocaine, you get up into high-level deals, then you then you could get into some trouble, certainly. But then again, it's all because it's illegal that there's any element of danger at all. I'm pretty sure that when uh, Merck and Pfizer are selling big box fulls, uh, tr tr pallet fulls of, of aspirin to uh, Walmart, there aren't anybody. Stand there's nobody standing around with a hand in their back pocket. 
Exactly. So yeah, it, you hit the nail on the head. It's the, the illegality. that people are killing people over the cocaine and the heroin and the methamphetamine is because it's illegal yep. and it's in the hands of the Al Capones, like you guys mentioned earlier. That argument is so easy to make. It, it troubles me that we have to repeat it over and over and over just to get somebody to believe it well, it's when it amazing. totally makes sense. Like, like, a, like a call like Neil earlier, he just isn't listening. He's no. not even interested in hearing what you have to say. No, sir, and that's called emotion. They're allowing their emotions to get in the way, and they, they haven't been trained. They haven't been taught how to put their emotion aside. It's called being objective and listening to the evidence and listening to the facts and making a decision based on that, not the emotion. And they're not trained for that. Uh, we've we've uh, we've had uh, some Leos on this uh, on this show who very clearly t uh, said to us they don't have to uh, they don't want to think about the laws that they're enforcing. They just enforce the law. Their job is to enforce the law, and that's it. There's no need to think about the laws I'm enforcing. Okay, those are the same cops that if they were police officers back in the slave days, it was a law that when a slave escaped, he was to be captured and whipped almost to death and sometimes to death, that's that same attitude that says, okay, well, it's a law, so let's beat the guy to death. Right, or, same you know, thing in Nazi Germany. It, it says that the, you know, the, the, uh, the Nazis had to, uh, you know, catch the Jews. I mean, does that mean that it's okay because it was the law at the time yes, that they were just doing their job? It, it didn't work at Nuremberg, and it doesn't work now. I want to find out from you, Barry, what your turnaround point was, but I also want to go to the phones first. So let's talk to Bill in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Bill, you're on with Barry Cooper. I knew Neil was an officer the second he started talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, and, and please, Barry, don't mix up conservatism with that guy, because I'm politically conservative. I'm socially liberal. Um, I don't smoke marijuana, don't care to. I I'm, probably wish people didn't, but um, marijuana will never be legal until you get Merck and Lilly and those people out of the way. Why would they want such a great medicinal product on the market that would be inexpensive that you can grow yourself? Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. Just, just to jump in on that, aspirin isn't uh, – I mean, aspirin is very inexpensive, and they want that on the market. But, Barry, your answer? I think he hit the nail on the head if I heard the question right. There was a little well, – let me, let me add to it real quick, Barry. That's, that's only part of it. This isn't even why I called. Um, the other thing is if if – you have a huge lobby with, with the drug companies. You also have a huge lobby in the insurance industry. If you could convince people that uh, marijuana addiction is a disease like they've somehow managed to do with alcohol, you'd probably be able to make it legal, too, because then we'd get insurance money to pay for rehabilitation. Well, there's no there's, such so thing as marijuana addiction. You cannot get mar addicted to marijuana. Oh, and there's no doubt in my mind, because I have a, a thousand friends who smoke marijuana, and it does change their personalities, but... That's okay because it, you're right. It, it is calming and soothing. What I wanted to ask you real quick was if somebody very close to me was busted and, and did eight years in federal prison and it involved marijuana, oh. and he basically had a guy like you um, hang out with him for over a year and convince him to, to sell him more and more and smoke did cocaine? Did LSD? I want, you to, I want you to explain the question a little bit more. If you can hang on, we're going to bring you back with Barry Cooper. He's uh, NeverGetBusted.com is the website. We're going to talk more about his video on the way. Your calls as well. This is your show, Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. 
www.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. There's the wiki there, wiki.freetalklive.com. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Our listeners have created over a 1,000 pages of unique content, and you can go there and you can edit it for yourself if you want to. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Is there a young person that's important to you? Give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often. Commercials. And how to... Uh, Barry, you're actually... Can we put Barry back on hold for just a moment here? <laughs> and how to develop passive income streams. The key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt. That's no way to start a life. Buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. 800-259-9231 is the, the, uh, the toll-free number for us here. If you've got a question for Barry Cooper, he is a former law enforcement officer. He is now uh, releasing a DVD. He's coming out in a major way against the war on drugs. The DVD is uh, Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted Again. His website, nevergetbusted.com. I want to talk um, some more about the, the DVD, of course. Mark, you and I have both had a chance to watch it at this point. It was excellent. Uh, it was very well produced. And uh, also talk about Barry's history as a as a law enforcement officer. But we actually uh, ended the last segment with Bill and Indy with a with a final question for Barry that he didn't quite have a chance to get out. So, Bill, I want you to ask your question of Barry again as we bring him back on the air with us. Bill and Indy. Yep. Hey, I think I just saw Neil drive by in a police car with his family doing 80 miles an hour on the interstate. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I'm about tired of seeing, by the way. That's our nice law-abiding uh, enforcers. Anyway, um, Barry, I think what my question is, I'll ask it and I'll listen if you want. Um, someone very close to me was, was busted and was, was basically partied with two officers for well over a year, and then they started saying, well, get me some of this. And he's like, okay, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger, and finally the last time they said, look, we got a lot of money, we want a big amount, just set it up. Did he know they were cops or were they undercover? Oh, no, he didn't know they were cops. Okay. <laughs> of course not. And then, and then he said, okay, but look, after this, I'm done. So they said, all right, look, we got him. Let's do this one big bust. So they got the whole transaction set up and everything. And then, and then these two guys literally got stoned, did LSD, got drunk, hung out at his house, stayed with him, slept in his house, ate his and partied with his drugs and their drugs that they bought from him and his friends, and then turned around and busted him. I'm sorry, I don't think you should be doing drugs or anything, but I just got a problem with that. And and that was before he got busted. I just got a problem with officers being able to partake in something that's completely illegal. Just, I'm not so sure I agree with people going undercover with with mobsters. Uh, There's something wrong. It's hypocrisy. Bill, thank well, you for the call. I'm going to let Barry respond to you. Thank you, sir. Barry? I'll respond really quick. Police are not supposed to use narcotics when they work undercover, but as your story suggests, uh, sometimes they do. And it's, you're right. It's wrong. 
You know, there's a lot of things that police do that they aren't supposed to do that the drug war empowers and encourages them to do. And the fact is that the uh, the money, because these uh, drugs are illegal, makes the profits extreme, means there's a lot of money in the hands of, of the so-called criminals, and they're more than willing to work hand-in-hand with the police, maybe give, give them a, a few bucks to look the other way, uh, maybe give them a few thousand dollars to uh, to give them a little bit of protection. There's all kinds of corruption that, uh, that goes on. And I can only imagine, Barry... Uh, what sort of corruption did you come across while you were on the force? Most of what I saw was the taking of money and uh, illegal searches. You got a, uh, for instance, you got a drug bust or you got a cash bust going on where there's two hundred thousand dollars laying out there in front of you. It's tempting to grab a stack of cash and shove it in your back pocket, isn't it? Of course. And a lot of people. I don't have a lot to comment there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say this. Go ahead. You said it exactly right. Is there another question? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> I think I think my evasiveness of that question answers, answers the, question the question better it, than me talking about it. It sure does. Now, Barry, you were a drug warrior. You were a vehement anti-drug guy in the early 1990s and your early 20s. You believed everything they told you about uh, drugs, all the lies that the government told you. At what point did it change for you? At what point did you start to realize something was amiss? Well, I started when I was uh, 21, so I was a fairly young officer. At the time, I was the youngest officer working for or ever hired by the Permian Basin Drug Task Force, so I didn't have a family and kids. And as I was crashing these doors in, I noticed the terror in their face, and I started thinking, hey, this is wrong. And then when I searched their house and I found the kids had straight A's, you know, I'd find their report cards. And uh, the father had a, a job in the oil field and the mother had a little haircutting business on the side. So my conscience started getting to me at that point. However, my need for the adrenaline, my uh, the peer pressure and the acceptance from the other officers when I made a good drug bust and the need for that fame overrode my good conscience. Now, mm. when I quit law enforcement and uh, started raising my own family, uh, I started, you know, thinking, golly, what if somebody crashed in my door right now? And by the way, that did happen to me on a civil matter. Uh, oh, my. I, yeah, I had police come into my house and put bruises on my daughter during oh. a custody battle, the whole time yelling at my new wife, if you interfere. Uh, you'll go to jail, and I was listening to all this on the phone, listening to my kids scream. So I've been the product of an unreasonable search. So I basically was getting some of my own medicine, and then it was topped off when I was arrested for uh, not returning two DVDs on time in a little small town uh, called Winona, Texas. That made national news. Uh, Of course, they dismissed the charges, but I still had to go to jail for this. Mm-hmm. And through that whole process of me encountering law enforcement and then remembering back to how horrible I was, I started experimenting with marijuana. I'm like, gosh, it's a lie what they said. And mm-hmm. at that point, that's when I begin doing the research. The Internet's full of good information. The library's full of good information. And it, so it was a gradual change. Sure. It wasn't all at once. But here's the key ingredient that a human being needs to understand that this war is crazy. They need good conscience, good sense, and do the facts and the research and put your emotions aside. And within a short period, 
you too will switch over and agree that uh, this war is unjust and Absolutely. We're, we're harming families. Anybody who has a bit of sense in their head that can can put aside the rhetoric, can put aside the propaganda for just a moment and take a serious look at this war on drugs has to come to the same conclusions that we all have here. And that and, is that it's that it's wrong to put our friends and family members, that's what this war is against, it's our friends and family members, it's wrong to put our friends and family members in a jail cell for wanting to get high. A long time ago, cops were respected People hate cops now, and cops can't understand why they why they're so hated. And a lot of it, most of it, has to do with this war on Absolutely. drugs. Absolutely. When you have that many people in jail, when one in thirty-two adults are either on parole, on probation, or in prison, you've affected every American life out there, not just the person in prison. So yep. the mothers and the fathers. The brothers and the sisters are looking at the cops saying, you're the one who put my brother in jail. You put my father in jail. I don't like you anymore. Ending, I, this is something, I'm glad you're backing me up on this, Barry, because this is something I've suggested before on the air, and that is that ending the war on drugs will do a lot to, uh, to, to put the police back into uh, the peace officer position, to the respected position where people actually appreciate seeing the cops instead of getting a, a, a rush of fear whenever they see the police pull up behind them. Now, Barry, we, we need to talk about your DVD. Uh, NeverGetBusted.com is the place people can go to order it. It's uh, Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted Again. Mark and I, we both watched it over the over the last couple of days. I thought it was very well produced. Lots of great information in there. To be honest, though, it's more of a beginner's DVD. For instance, Mark and I, we've been following the war on drugs for a long time, so we sort of knew some of the things, though I did pick up information no, that I didn't know. I saw stuff in there that made me feel like um, that was worth the purchase price right there. I think I mean, it was, There's, there's I think a couple of real great nuggets in there that are even the, the most advanced person could appreciate. It's definitely worth it. Uh, it's, uh, what, twenty four ninety nine, Barry, on your website? That's right, $24.95. It's definitely worth it. We're going to bring Barry back. We'll put him on hold. Come back with, uh, somebody, sounds like somebody picked up the phone there. Dial Eight, Mars. 800-259-9231. More on the way with Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Not even going to bother giving out the numbers. We have loaded up with calls here for Barry Cooper. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You like the show, you want to help support the program, you should become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. Great way to help Free Talk Live get the message out of freedom and liberty to as many radio stations, as many internet connections as possible. Get all the details. Amp. FreeTalkLive.com, and also get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum coming up next week. You'll be able to meet John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, Sharon Harris, and many more pro-liberty individuals. Get registered at FreeStateProject.org/LibertyForum. That's FreeStateProject.org/LibertyForum. As we go back to Barry Cooper, he is the CEO of Never Get Busted Again, former law enforcement officer for eight years, served most of the time on the narcotics squad, busted hundreds of individuals for various different narcotics-related so-called crimes, and then he came to the realization that what he was doing was hurting other people and not helping them. He's now come out on the side of uh, good, on the side of uh, uh, freedom, and uh, you, I believe you're, you're calling yourself the most trusted name in anti-prohibition, Barry, and I think that's, uh, that's, very, uh, that's very interesting. We're talking about your DVD, It's Never Get Busted Again, at NeverGetBusted.com, and I liked it. I, uh, I thought it was very entertaining. It kept my attention. I, thought it, I, I put it in thinking, oh my gosh, 90 minutes. I hope this isn't too dry. I hope this isn't too boring. I hope it's not a lecture. 
and it wasn't. Uh, it was it was cool. There's a variety of different sections to the DVD. You start out with I think it's concealing your stash in your vehicle. Then there's a section on profiling and how that whole thing works and what you used to do as a as a law enforcement officer on the highways. Uh, you, you showed what would alert you onto certain vehicles and why c- certain vehicles you would just completely ignore. I found that absolutely fascinating. Mark, any any highlights of what you enjoyed from the? the I DVD? like the, uh, the some of the he. he he gave some pointers on where to hide stashes. Right. And um, I thought that was, uh, you know, useful information. Absolutely. And, uh, and Barry, as I pointed out, we're probably agreeing on 99.9% of the things on uh, this particular show. But the one thing that I wanted to nitpick you with a little bit about was the, the section of your video where you advocate that people consent to searches. Yeah, let me talk about that. that I'm glad you brought that up. I knew that would be controversial when I put that out there on the DVD, and I stand behind it. My recommendation is if you have a small amount of marijuana hidden really well in your vehicle, it is better, in my opinion, to give permission to search because the officer will check the trunk, glove box real fast, some of these high-profile areas. If nothing's there, you can go down the road. If you refuse consent to search the call goes out over the radio we have a refusal we have a refusal and that's when the canines show up and the 10 other cops and they really tear your car apart now if you have a large amount of narcotics refuse consent if you don't have any narcotics refuse consent if you have a bag of marijuana in your glove box refuse consent but if it's hidden really well if you want to stay out of jail my suggestion is to give them permission to search until this country realizes the power they have when they refuse consent. And we launched, uh, we started Friday. I sent out an e-blast to all my customers and Barry's Buds of NeverGetBusted.com. We're going to help Americans realize their power in that by providing a web page that maps where they are more than likely to encounter an interdiction officer in the U.S. And when you click on your area, If there's a tab there, it will rate that officer's willingness or unwillingness to break the Fourth Amendment rights. That is fantastic. That's fantastic, that idea. I made the first entry talking about an officer, uh, this this, uh, constable that's a volunteer up on I-20, and I explained in my entry that I know this officer will cause a dog to false alert, and I posted that because I actually watched a video of that happening when I was hired as an expert witness three years ago. Now, this, is, so, this actually leads me into something, Barry, and something I wanted to touch on here. And we're, we're so short on time, we've got a bunch of callers waiting to talk to you. But um, something I wanted to touch on, there's a little bit of controversy about you and, uh, and, and, and never get busted. And some people are upset with the fact that you're charging money for this information. And I just think that, uh, you know, the people that say, well, Barry, you, you should uh, give all this information away for free. And, and you're giving a lot of it away for free here on Free Talk Live. And uh, I, think it's, I think what those people are doing is they're being very unfair. There's nothing wrong with, uh, with making money. There's nothing wrong with making a profit. And as an example of why it's that you can take your profits and reinvest them into your business to come out with, as you put out, uh, you said you're going to do another DVD, never get raided again, and I think we should have you back on Free Talk Live when that comes out, if you don't mind. No, the next one we're going to do before that, now that was in production, but within six months we're going to release the 50-50 DVD. 
I have to do a portion of the filming in Canada. We're going to have 50 people in a room drinking alcohol all night and 50 people in a room smoking pot all wow. night. And we'll interview and do field sobrieties because our government's not allowing experiments with marijuana. You get right. busted for that. Well, I'm going to show the American people the difference between the two. But as far as making money, the root of the critics about me making money on this, the root is jealousy. Yep. They either wish they would have done it, or they're not business people and they're, they're broke. People yep. who have money that figured out how to get money do not criticize me about making money. Absolutely. I have to feed my wife and kids. I'm using the money to travel around. In fact, I'm working out a deal to uh, travel to Florida. My speaking fee is free. I'll be speaking to some universities down there. That's great. Uh, we're using this money to raise my family, to put out more products, right. and to travel. And hopefully we're the catalyst, one of the catalysts in ending this war on drugs. I, I think it's awesome because that's what it took for, for Free Talk Live, just as a personal uh, example. Uh, Free Talk Live spreading the message of freedom and liberty around the world. And, uh, and, I'm, and we're doing it most effectively because we're in search of a profit. All these other guys are non-profit entities. They don't care about making money. They don't care if the things get done on time doesn't matter to them. So I'm with you, Barry. I think it's great what you're doing, and there's nothing wrong with charging for it. Um, the information's excellent. Barry, we've got a, a barrage of phone calls here. I definitely want to have you back when your next DVD comes out, so be sure you get in touch with us. And I'm actually on your uh, your newsletter, so I'll know when it happens. But you can get signed up for Barry's newsletter at NeverGetBusted.com. Great way to keep in touch with him and, and find out what's going on. But we're going to go through essentially a fire round of calls. Our callers are ready with questions for you. Try to get the answer. They're going to have them ask their questions as quick as possible. And let's try to get the answers as quick as possible so we can get through as many as we can. Here we go. You, let's talk to, let's talk to Kevin and Texas. Hello, Kevin. Yeah, how y'all doing tonight? You're on with Barry. Quick question. Yeah, Barry, this is, I just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing us with everybody. And, uh, and my question is um, uh, basically on, like, the conspiracy theories behind, uh, you know, people getting busted on conspiracy to manufacture, like, methamphetamines, conspiracy to use drugs. I mean, you got a lot of people out there going to jail for five to 20 years. Matter of fact, I just got out of federal prison for a five-year sentence on hearsay. The government had no evidence oh, against It's me. an absolute sham. Kevin, thank you for the call. Barry, your thoughts on conspiracy charges? Uh, it's just another tool our government has to put more people in jail uh, and uh, unjustifiable. Right, without evidence. Let's go to Russ in Texas. You're on with Barry Cooper. Hello, Russ. Yeah, quickly. Uh, what... <laughs> Uh, these guys take an oath to defend the Constitution, not to keep their job. And why is it that you didn't bring up to that other police officer that, the, you know, while he's defending the drug war, the largest importer of illegal drugs in the world is the frickin' CIA. Thanks for the bring call, Russ. Barry, your response. I didn't have enough time to educate him on some of those things. In fact, it was on the Discovery Channel, a documentary, Ronald Reagan, Ollie North, and several other officials were found guilty for smuggling cocaine in a court of law in Costa Rica, and their punishment was they weren't allowed in that country as long as they lived. They were busted during the Iran-Contra affair. I don't have a problem with our government smuggling cocaine to help us in a war, but I have a problem with them smuggling cocaine to help us in a war while they're putting our countrymen in jail for the same thing. Let's go to Scott in Indianapolis. You're on with Barry Cooper. Scott, quick question. Scott in Indy going once. Scott in Indy going twice. Let's try Jim in Michigan, listening on WTKG. Hello, Jim. You're on with Barry Cooper. Hi, Barry. Uh, I had a question. Uh, my house was raided a couple of years ago, and uh, it said they grounded the halogen bar near the front steps. I just wondered what that means. Thanks for the call, Jim. What's a halogen bar? 
I've never heard of that in my life. I would have to know more. Let's go to, is that, tur- but, but blowing out the lights so they couldn't be seen? Maybe, that, that might be what it is. Let's go to Mark in Texas. You're on with Barry Cooper. Hello, Mark. Yeah, are you with me? Yep, we got you. Quick question. Yeah, I'll run it down real fast for you. I read on the internet that Marinol has been changed to a Schedule Three drug and could be prescribed by a doctor. This may be a way to get around the illegal drug test, and I'll say real quick, that I get 100% Social Security disability, and I spend it on marijuana, and I smoke it, and I think the U.S. government's paying for my pot. Thanks for the call, Mark. <laughs> uh, that's my comment. <laughs> More power to you. Great job. Yeah. Also, in, in regards to the Marinol thing, the, the Marinol has some uses, but um, there there are plenty of people that need smokable marijuana for their medicinal purposes, and that's just a fact. Uh, it's just more effective in, in for a variety of different ways. Barry, great. Uh, I'm so, I'm so glad we had you on the show. Everybody should head over to your website at NeverGetBusted.com. And Barry, thank you for coming on Free Talk Live tonight. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Barry. You bet. Tell them I personally answer all my emails. Awesome. We'll have you on again, Barry. Have a great weekend. And the rest of you as well, be safe. We'll see you Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 